0: Welcome to the Old Souls and Seekers Podcast, brought to you by Satori Prime. If you're anything like us, you've been around and around the personal development and mindset block quite a few times. You've read the books, watched the videos, attended the seminars, and even worked with a coach or two, and yet you still find yourself searching for more. You may even feel stuck or that you should be farther along than where you are right now. And after doing over a decade of mindset work, we've come to this realization— Mindset work is like a small hit of dopamine that distracts you from your true work. You get these little hits of feeling better only to be met with the same underlying conditions and patterns over and over again. Now mindset was an important part of your evolution as well as ours, but it hits a plateau and now you find yourself ready for that deeper layer of growth and expansion. If you're listening to this podcast, then you're ready to get off that Ferris wheel. This podcast is only for those that are ready to dive deep and do the real inner healing work. For those that are ready to move past more information into actual experiences. If you're looking for more understanding, then you've come to the wrong place. This is a home for old souls ready to fully embrace and remember who they truly are. Ready to make a profound difference in their lives and in the lives of others. So welcome home, dear one. We're excited to be part of your journey. Hi, everybody. Happy New Year. hmm this is, this is my first, you did one last, did you do one last Tuesday? I don't want to, I don't want to toot my own horn, but
1: uh, when you're not here, you know, I put on the show, there was singing, there was dancing, I took my shirt off. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, what's going on, everybody? <coughs>
0: you're going to have to put up with my coffin every once in a while.
1: I hear you. Everyone, I everyone, everyone's on the kick right now. The
0: post the post <laughs> Year is cold. Oh my God! I heard someone got COVID. Was out for a week. Went back to work. Got the flu. I was like, "Jeez, that's awful." I call that the double dipper. Ugh. terrible. Yeah, it feels uh, it feels good to be <laughs> up and standing though. <laughs> Crazy. <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> Why don't you do a quick intro? Let me just actually put a little. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, if you're new here, I see a, a lot of names here that I know. Hi, Stacy, Ian, Dragos, Amanda, Ingrid, Do. Nice to have you guys. Alicia, um, Tammy. Tammy's from Brooklyn. Alexandra Lobo. I think that's maybe a new name. I don't know. If you guys are new here, just let us know. Um, We'll give you an extra special high. Um, And yeah, we we do this Tuesday tune-ups every Tuesday, hence the name. It'd be weird if it was called Wednesday tune-ups and we did it on a Tuesday. Just to fuck with y'all. I don't think
1: I should let you do the intro anymore.
0: Just to fuck with y'all. It's
1: really, just just really just a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, we're uh, we're excited. These are these are awesome opportunities for you guys to a obviously get uh, to know Guy and I a little bit. Uh, B, we get to have different conversations here that we don't have in other places. Um, I think it's it's. Aside from the fact that it's a, a good, you know, little tune up in the middle of the week, um, I think for a lot of people who uh, aren't in our programs yet or uh, don't really know what, you know, it is that we offer and what we do, I think it gives you guys a good understanding and a good chance to, to be with us. Um, and then for those who are ready, obviously, to move forward, um, there's all sorts of avenues for you guys to participate with us. Um, What I would recommend highly, highly, highly right now is if you have not gotten yourself a ticket to our upcoming live event, which is in two weeks, basically January 20th and 21st, if you have not gotten yourself a ticket, definitely go and do that immediately. Um, It's one of the best, best, best ways to dive into this work. Um, you know, we, we talk a lot about the different modalities that uh, Guy and I have participated in and things like that. But if you kind of break it up into two main roads or two main paths, there is, uh, we use Ken Wilber as a map, which is the growing up work and the waking up work. And what I see, cause I'm talking to a lot of uh, prospects as well. Uh, what I noticed is most of us are stuck in the growing up work. Growing up work, just so you guys know, is pretty much the entire mindset industry. So anything having to do with personal development that has to do with mind work, um, that's the growing up work. So it's the ability to understand or, or an inquiry into understanding how you are, why you are, when all the things happen that, that made you the way that you are. And so you're explaining yourself to yourself, um, others to yourself and environment to yourself. But that whole world is in the world of knowing and understanding. So if it's conceptual based, if it's thought-based, if it's, uh, distinction based, figuring it out, all that stuff, that's all growing up work. Okay. So, how many of you guys have done a lot of that um, in the in the last few years? Like, you've really, you know, you you read the books, you watch the videos, you maybe even taken a seminar or two. You might have even worked with a, a talk therapist or or a coach of some sort, um, and you can kind of realize, like, okay, that's that whole world. Then the other side of it is called the waking up work. Um, and I just want to preface before I talk about one and the other, this is not that one is better than the other. There are just two paths that one needs to become a whole and complete human. Like you cannot do it just with the growing up work and you cannot do it just with the waking up work. You really actually need both. Uh, however, in Western culture, people tend to only do growing up work primarily because we live in a mind-based culture. So we like to get information in the way that we feel comfortable getting information, which is through thoughts, ideas, concepts, words. The waking up work has none of that. The waking up work is a felt sense work. Uh, It's sensorial in nature. So like you're Sensing different sensations and vibrations within the body, um, and so in a moment of trauma, just so you guys understand, when any of us had trauma, uh, whether big T trauma, you know, physical, sexual, emotional, mental abuse, or little T trauma, which is you know misattunements by your your parents or guardians, also creates trauma. In that moment, a little part of you gets trapped in time and it gets trapped in time in the body. And what happens is these parts activate through certain impulses in our environment. And when they activate, it immediately sends all this energy into your mind because your mind is trying to figure out how to make that thing stop
1: reactive energy.
0: And so when people are doing growing up work, what you're dealing with is the aftermath, the byproduct of that shift or that discomfort in the body. And so when we do growing up work, the reason a lot of us get to this end of the road where you feel stuck, like, oh, you know, uh, how do I keep doing this? Or why did this keep showing up? Or why are my relationships still the same? Or why is my health still the same? It's because you're literally dealing with like, pruning the fruits off of the tree that it doesn't matter what you do, that's the tree, right? You're not actually dealing with the root cause. And that's why things keep happening over and over again. So when you bring the awakening work to it, you're actually beginning to learn a new set of skills, a new language, if you will. One that does not have to do with words. It, its It's a purely sensorial experience, and this is why your mind has no access to what's happening in here. So the live vent is our opportunity to bridge those two worlds for you, for most of you, probably for the first time ever. And so if you have been someone who has done a lot of growing up work, and you have not done the waking up work, again, my highest recommendation is go grab yourself a ticket and come and sit at one of these events so you can get off of this hamster wheel that you're on of chasing more information and the newest concept, even though there aren't new concepts because it's the same regurgitated shit in that world over and over and over and over. But this person calls it this pretty name, so it makes it sound very exciting and you're like oh my god that's the thing that i'm missing even though it's exactly like the other thing um so if you really want to get off that hamster wheel it's an absolutely incredible bang for your buck transformative experience unlike anything that you've ever uh, seen or witnessed before so that's my not so shameless shameless plug shameless shameless plug Shameless, shameless plug.
1: Yeah, I agree. We'd love to have you at the event. It's a really, really good opportunity to uh, deepen the work, to also get a, a very different taste of what this work can be. Um, and there's just something profound about sitting in in group sits together. You know, they're, they're like so profound when we get to do this work collectively. Um, you know, the field of energy, like how many of you guys uh, – are working on meditating in some way, probably part of our 28 day challenge or have done some form of meditation. I know when Elon and I first started working with mystery schools and schools of energetics and healing, uh, sitting in a group of people with a common intention for healing and learning immediately gave access to uh, certain um, experiences in meditation that generally speaking are, are either very difficult to get into Or take a long time to get into and when you're in a group field you can you can find these states much 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 faster um i've sat in in 10 day silent meditations and i I would reaffirm that as well it's like there's just something about sitting in a group of people even if you're not making contact you know through eye presence it's just the the energetic group field together uh, create something and it's something that we want to be able to validate in our experience because one of the things that we see on a regular basis we'll kind of shift this conversation into dealing with fear in different ways uh, in the moment here but you know one of the the things that we see uh time and time again is the, that like lone wolf lone warrior type of mentality of like healing yourself you know through reading a lot of books or finding that next process or doing that breath work and we are not against you at all doing that right like there's there's some serious value in you becoming an introspective person and you training yourself to ask questions and you becoming inquisitive right like you're you're not going to get anywhere unless you begin to ask questions that's the reality you know if you are not in a in a state of inquiry and your your system is set up in a really stubborn way which i would say in my experience and again this is just an opinion is kind of part of the course for most people it's like i know what i know and that's what i know it doesn't necessarily work for them but looking at the edges of going beyond that, you know can oftentimes be um you know a bit a bit more challenging than we had uh anticipated and so that's the whole point of being in a group it, it enables for uh inclusion it enables us to support each other and we're of the at most, belief that you should not be doing healing work, transformational work on your own. If if you want sustainable, um, predictable transformation, do inside of a community. Yes, every everything done well in humanity is done together. You know what's that old saying? You want to travel fast, travel alone. You want to travel far, travel travel with people, right? Travel in a community, and that's the that's the thing here. We all want the fast, quick fix. Hey, transform everything by tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, can you have insights that like blow your mind? No doubt. Can you have like incredible experiences that, that radically shift you in that moment? Absolutely. It, are those going to stay and linger forever? No chance. You know, our world, our universe is, is temporal. Everything is is phasing in and out of reality. You know, today's grand experience to, because tomorrow is like sadness and depression, it's just kind of how it goes. And so it's like, there's something really special. I mean, especially for those of you guys who've been around the community for a long time, like, you know, the value it's like beyond just the relationships that you, you, you bond here over with people because you're going through extremely deep experiences together, you know, vulnerable experiences together. It's that ability (laughs) to to have, you know, a a challenging day, that ability to uh, fall out of alignment and then reach out, to a community and know, know for certain that people are going to be there to, to support you, hold you, uh, in in these difficult moments. And, and here's the reality those difficult moments, emotionally, energetically, mentally are absolutely your biggest experience, your biggest opportunities for transformation. Absolutely. Every single time. Now, most people though, right? The first thing we feel when we're not feeling our best is kind of like shame or guilt, or we withdraw or we avoid <laughs> can you uh just mute up while you're doing that and um and so yeah, you know like again, when you have a community around you, you have the practices, you have the principles, you have the exercises, you have the uh philosophies and 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 you really know it's like, okay, this is where I'm at, what's the work I get to do to move myself? through this not around this not avoid this um that's what's really really important to learn and and, you know the two day is uh, a really big kick in the pants if you want to turbocharge that experience and and know exactly what it is that we've been uh that's taken us 21 years to learn we we hold nothing back at that um at that experience so Yeah. yeah um well Last week, uh, when you weren't here, we did all these like really mindfulness sits, you know, we were kind of sitting with our minds and taking the time and I was doing a little bit of energetic tuning for everybody. And so, um, look, we're entering a new year. Um, Not that I want to get too too woo -woo on you, but in numerology, uh, a seven year, which is what we just came out of is a a year for spiritual introspection. Um, If last year felt like it was turning you inside out. you're 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 not alone this Um, one's inside in this one's inside in this is uh, a number eight usually actually has to do with uh finance and money i wouldn't be surprised if you see you know uh, economies all over the world pumping like crazy we're already seeing you know cryptocurrency and the stock markets rally pretty hard after almost two years off and um, that's what happens in eight years so and not eight years like on years that are eight so if you're wondering what that means it means uh, you take the twenty twenty four and you add the two, the two and the four together and that adds up to a an eight. And that means in, in numerology it's an eight year. So um eight is often associated with uh with wealth with money. So it's a really good year to uh focus on money, to focus on wealth. Um if that feels selfish to you, then you got some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, not, you know that like wealth can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Um something I've kind of learned more recently, is that my, my definition for wealth used to be like a certain number in the bank account. Um, now it's, uh, is the support arrive when I need it? You know, if I'm in a, a, a difficult situation or I need some guidance, like there's a thing that I need uh, get provided for me. And as I kind of like zoomed out on my life, because you know I've, I've been upset, like many of you guys, at the bottom line number in my bank account off and on for, for a number of years. Uh, when I zoom out, I recognize that Every time I needed it, truly, um, support did arrive. Like I, I couldn't think of a single situation where that that hadn't happened yet. And something in my my little human brain said, "You need to pay attention to that. Hmm. Hmm. You need to understand that that that's a, a version of wealth that very few people are attuning to." And I said, "Oh, that's really lovely. Thank you." And I started having all these like moments of gratitude because, uh, you know, for me. I I have (laughs) dealt with a lot of fear and, and anger, um, throughout my entire life. Um, that's just been kind of the underpinnings of my, of my nervous system and stuff that I felt like I needed to overcome for a really long time. Uh, and I don't, I don't really feel that way anymore. A lot of that is due to this work. Some of it is due to plant medicines and, um, you know, other things that I continuously try. I just, I just came out of a, uh, a four day neurofeedback, uh, training, which they stick all these electrodes on your head. And, um, I won't explain too much of the process, but essentially it's a, a machine that, um, that reads your, your output of your brain and then plays back, plays back your brain's uh, output signal in the form of musical tones, all sorts of musical tones. Like it sounds like a cello or like, um, almost like a trumpet that's playing a little bit off key and some of the music actually sounds kind of funky Mm -hmm. um and it's kind of funny because at first you're sitting there going like if i put my awareness on the left side of my brain do i play this song that's so cool um but like your brain is like literally playing music and and the point of that is to um apparently when you play back when you play back the tones of the brain back to itself it's like mirror it's just like in any developmental work. You want someone to hold up a mirror to yourself so you can see yourself. And so in this way, the brain can actually attune to itself and see or feel or however the brain does things. uh, It recognizes where the misattunements are and it self-adjusts. So it's kind of interesting when you think about this because it's even like your brain is not even aware of what it's generating. And so they, you know, they devise this thing that allows for you to, for your brain to basically sense itself in a certain way, and then it auto-corrects. That's basically what happens. So it's not about setting intentions. It's not about anything like that. Um, but suffice it to say, I, I've seen um, our teacher, our healer, who was dealing with a really, really intense autoimmune disease, uh, who he, you know, for three or four years, it was eating away at him. Basically, he, he looked terminal yeah, um, about a year and a half ago, like very scary, had lost about 60 or 70 pounds. He's not a person that can <laughs> lose that much weight. Um, and then I saw him do this therapy and it pretty much relieved it overnight. So that also tells you a little bit about our understanding of autoimmune diseases and probably many diseases. Cause I remember when I sat in a 10 uh, day silent meditation and one of the very clear things to me at that time in doing that work was that the nature of most disease is psychosomatic in nature. You know, my estimation was around 95% of all problems are psychosomatic in nature. If you're, if you're unfamiliar with that terminology, it means the brain is creating the disease. And what that tells you is that none of us want to be stuck in disease, right? Certainly none of us want to be stuck in loops of fear or loops of anger. These are not pleasant experiences by any stretch of the imagination. Having said that, though, we need to also come to understanding that they all have extraordinary amount of value extraordinary amount of value i was um and bro you would be interested in this too i was listening to a uh, podcast with lex friedman who i find to be a really boring interviewer because he's so monotone. he's like me he's super monotone but he's uh interviewed um elon musk now four times and uh i thought joe rogan does good interviews with elon with lex it's way better way way better because they're they're clearly friends, and so the nature of their conversation is less about Elon and what he thinks about his cyber truck and you know mm-hmm. shooting a bow and arrow at it, but more like like really deep philosophy about like why humans war or why it's important for us to become um, multiplanetary species and stuff like that and uh, Elon says something really interesting he's like he goes it would be a scary world if we didn't have war, which was kind of a off-putting idea for me because like many of you, I'd like to see a world without one and peaceful. He's like, or even a world without hate. He's like, you know, try to imagine the systems of control that would be necessary to make a world like that happen. He goes everywhere you look in nature, you see, you know, chimps fighting and this and that, just kind of how Mm -hmm. nature, nature resolves things. Um, He's like, so yeah, that might seem like a good idea. He goes, but maybe hate plays a really important role. Mm. It was it was devised over 4.6 billion years for an obvious and particular reason to create something that ultimately is sustainable. He's like, I don't know what world would be like without hate. He goes, but I bet you we wouldn't want to be in that world. Wow. I was like, wow, that's some pretty deep thought. So, huh. you know, I'm using that as an example because you know we oftentimes think that the experience that we're having is is malformed or misinformed or not the one that we want, but if we really do take a step back and appreciate that, you know, our planet's about 4.6 billion years, humanity has been here, you know, a drop in the pan, you know, barely a sizzle in that timeline. Sizzle. And Yeah. Sizzle. And yet all these emotional mental tools have been given to us as a form of sustaining our evolution of sustaining a species. Would it be better for us to begin to value these different aspects of humanity within ourselves, these different ways that we think, these different things that we get stuck in and understand they are all very, very, very important parts of us. Yeah. Right. And so our work, uh, and this is why I'm using this kind of framework here, our work and what we do at intuitive mind, what we do in uh, L2 and L3 is really learning that, hey, what's arising is what is arising. Right. You may not like, what's arising. And that's really why you're stuck. There is no problem with the arising. The nature of reality is that it unfolds. The nature of reality, you know, the phenomenology is that it, it emerges seemingly out of nowhere, same as your thoughts. You cannot track back where a thought emerges from. It wasn't. And then it is, and then it disappears. And then there's another one and it just emerges. And that's what we sat here last week and did an investigation on and noticed, right, hopefully if you were here, that the nature of thought is that it is just arising, but we are not the thoughts that are arising. We are the witness of the arising. And so that can be taken out in all directions. You know, what's sitting behind your mind, what's sitting behind your personality is this this infinite, unlimited, expansive, uh, nearly unknowable witness, this awareness that just sits there and observes. Right. If 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 we could say, you know, from my point of view, if we could say God is anything, God is th- that which observes, you know, into the multi-dimensions and brings the formless into form, right? But in our lives, we do have we're just like that there's no there's no difference the way that one thing works is the way it all works and so you know this isn't to like give you some philosophy but it's to understand that everything gets much easier in life much much easier much 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 easier when you can be and learn compassion for the self Yeah. regardless of what's arising on this blank screen of our awareness and a lot arises on the blank screen You will often notice that what's arising on your screen, you judge very harshly or negatively, or you try to avoid it, or you try to drown it with drugs or alcohol or TV or technology or blaming or shaming or all these other, you know, quote, negative experiences that one may be having. And they're they're not negative. They're just we've learned them to be uncomfortable. So maybe take a moment and, and ponder for yourself. What does it begin to look like? when we come out of this kind of state of psychosis of judgment, very harsh judgments towards ourselves and others, but, you know, where we judge elsewhere is what is what we judge ourselves internally or what we avoid internally is it tends to be what we judge elsewhere. So what happens when you begin to learn to bring compassion to every area of what's arising within you, the anger, compassion, it's met with compassion, the sadness, it's met with compassion, You know, the confusion and frustration met with compassion. And so I'm inviting you for just a moment to kind of close your eyes and take a minute and just ponder if the the things that I consider problems or difficulties in my life right now, I could somehow take my judgments and put them on the side. Not that I wasn't aware of them, but they weren't impeding this experience. And I looked at those things through the lens of compassion, through the lens of my heart, and I allowed for them to arise because they have a right to exist. They were formed in this crucible of four point six billion years of evolution, and so they must play an intricate role in my life. They must play an intricate role in this species, in nature, and the unfolding of things. And so beginning with just honoring what's arising within you, regardless of the opinion that you may have about it and see if you're able to do that. And for some of you, you won't, you will judge it too harshly to even consider that you can honor it or that you can love it in some way. And that too is really okay. It really is. You know, we say, can you love that thing, you know, as it's arising within you, you say, no, we say, okay, can you love that you can't love it? Can you start Start with that. that? Can you love that you have an inability to love that thing? Can you honor, can you at least honor that you can't love it? And that that's the experience that is arising within you is that you can't. It's too difficult right now. It's too challenging. And something yeah, and something and something really interesting happens from that. Now, you may understand what I'm talking about. It may even be engaging or, or interesting for you, but I can tell you that regardless of what mental changes you make, and Elon, you know, kind of outlaid that growing up work and waking up work, regardless of what mental changes you make, you're like, oh yeah, I get that now. I'm gonna bring more compassion to everything. I say good luck. <laughs> 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 yeah, I say good luck. Because what you think and the way that your mind operates and the way that your body operates are two really, really different things. And we're not just a body. It's not like just a physical body, right? There's an emotional body. There's an energetic body. There's like the multidimensional experiences that we can have. Like there are a lot of very complex layers to a human being. So really to all of awareness, to all of the animal kingdom, but and certainly more complexity, right, as a human being. And so we're all living with these knee-jerk responses. And try as you might, no matter what level of understanding you bring to it, I put you into a stressful situation. I don't care what training you have, you flush that shit down the toilet and you go with what you know. Like, that's what your body does. It defaults to its defensive state, and it happens very quickly. You know, this is split second, nanosecond type of stuff. It operates quicker than the mind can operate. Sometimes you're you're turning into a rage monster and there's a little party that goes, please stop. I don't want to do this anymore. You already know that it's going to hurt your relationships or hurt you in some way or hurt somebody else. Tell me that you can stop yourself from doing that. You know, oftentimes it just keeps going. And then ugh, later when you come off of the the high of it, you recognize, like, oh, fuck, I could have done better. I should have done better. And you don't. And so we want to recognize that there is something happening, like the, the animalistic part of ourselves, the reptilian brain, call whatever you want to call it, the, the early human, right? The, that aspect of you that hasn't grow, grown up yet, that is still living in that primal fear that acts in a nanosecond response. And guess what? It has to. We've all had that moment where we're about to fall down the stairs, you know, and your body just catches you. And you're like, what what the hell just happened there? Like, how did my leg end up over there? My arm over there? It's so fast, right? Instant. Less than the blink of an eye. Or you catch something that's about to fall down and you're like, oh my God, look what I did. You didn't do that. A part of you did that. A part of your biology did that that responds so quickly to threat that it seems nearly magical when it happens because the mind doesn't work at that speed. And so that's what's underneath that we're all really dealing with is these nervous system, call it twitches or whatever you want to call it, right? That are responding from being afraid. They're they're stuck in loops of fear. And that you know, that's why I went to go do that neurofeedback therapy because I recognize that. I know there is stuff that I will never remember that happened to me. It's in my limbic system, it's in my hippocampus, right? Earliest memories, hippocampus. These are can be both of, of it's like the way your body learned to respond to its environment when you first got here. I don't care how many therapists you get. You get to go get the best therapist in the world. Can't touch the hippocampus. No chance. Right. So there's no amount of learning that you can do to have that go away. Can you become a better manager? Absolutely. Can you become more aware and notice it as it's happening? No doubt. But what are the practices that each of us get to do to slowly unwind this tightening in our nervous system, this this contraction of nervous system. That's really what it feels like. It feels like a contraction. Uh, you know, maybe it's hard to breathe. Maybe your stomach feels squeezed. Maybe your heart's feeling pinched. Like, whatever it is, these are all telltale signs of how our nervous system winds itself, how the fascial system winds itself. And so the practices that we bring forward are ways to work with those systems, to relax them, to unbind them, to unwind them. And so we're not inviting you to say, hey, you're never going to have any uncomfortable experience again. What we're we're really training everyone here to do is to be able to more adequately respond to, <laughs> to those things when they arise versus just having the default reactivity machine go off. And then you always get the same results. When that thing reacts, it does it from the same energy. It does the same actions. And you, you guys kind of know how it goes, you know, when you have a, that argument with your spouse or significant other, you know exactly how it's going to go. You know, how you got, you, how you, they pulled you in or you pulled them into it or how that argument with your kids is going to go, or mom and dad is going to go. It's the same fucking pattern over and over again. And you got to ask yourself, where is that pattern coming from? I don't want that relationship with them. That's not how I want this relationship to go. And so that's why these practices are so important, because what we really want to do in the face of fear, stress, anxiety is we want to give ourselves an opportunity to train and entrain our body to feel safe with whatever experience that it's having. So it doesn't feel that it needs to have that knee jerk response to things when the threat is not even actually happening but the body is always looking for that threat and will react accordingly to all sorts of stuff in our lives. And so, you know, I could tell you like Elon and I've been doing this energetic work for, you know, roughly seven years or so. And there are things in my life today that are unimaginable to me. Like I was like, how, when did that even happen? You know, I, I was telling people about my relationship with my dad over the last, you know, four years and him and I have always had, I'm sure like many of you with your parents, like this kind of this dance that we played with each other. And, you know, I'd get around him and my body would start feeling tense, whether he was doing something or not. It didn't matter. I would just get this tension around my dad. And then, you know, he would say something. My system would say, see, there it is again. It would spark, get a little aggravated. Then I would try to manage that because I was like, oh, my dad's just being dad. It's not a big deal. And I would talk myself down from the mountain. And then he would do the next thing, and the build-up starts happening. And then he says a thing, and my system would pop. And then he gets engaged with me, and gets angry, and we do our little angry dance. And then <coughs> two angry gorillas in the room, and it's just it's fucking annoying. Like that's the reality. And I was I was reflecting on. It. I'm like, whoa, that hasn't happened in four years. After a lifetime, thirty five years of every time being around my dad, that was the experience. Every time, like I enjoy my dad today. To a degree that was seriously was unimaginable to me, like I have so much love for the guy, and it wasn 't like i didn't love him before, but it 's like it's just a pleasure to be around him now. My dad hasn't changed one iota
0: <laughs>
1: not at all he's he's disinterested mostly in transforming himself, like he's done transformative work't get me wrong, but like my dad is like he's good, but just the way he is, you know like and and i'm not saying that in a negative way. My dad is content being as he is like he's not he's not interested in having more freedom. He's not interested in dealing with his PTSD. It's just like, this is who I am. It's a kind of like, a take it or leave it with my dad. And he's, God bless him. Like he's like one of the few people I know that sits within himself, even if it creates negative re- results for him, but he's like, that's who I am. Like, fuck it. Right. And that's fine. That's admirable in, in many ways. But for me, it's been a life of, of anxiety and fear around my dad. And then I can say, like, definitively, definitively, for four years, like I've not felt that at all, like not even a titter in my system. And like standing with with Elon and myself, and then I'll kick it back to him. You know, like we love each other. Elon and I are, are are what what. Elon and I have always had very similar interests in life, like like doing thumbs down on video cameras. Um, but you know, we've always had a lot of. Interests the same interests in life, but Elon and I have really different systems. I mean, like really, really different systems. Elon's always, you know, really like enjoyed the stage and having eyes on him and performing. And he's a great networker and uh, connector and all these kind of things. Me, I'm like a wallflower. Like I'd rather be against the wall. I'll do great work, but it's not really important if I get the, you know, the acknowledgement at the end, or at least that's what I tell myself. That's not totally true. Um, But... You know, every like three to six months, again, tension would build in some area of our lives. And we kind of had this blowout And the conversations would usually end with one or both of us hanging up and some not nice words spoken at the end that rhyme with sh- shmup you. Um, and and then we'd have this like feeling, but we had done enough work to know that we we would always come back. And like resolve whatever that was like we would communicate and clean that up we'd use like nonviolent communication we would take responsibility and we, we'd clean it up so i never had a i never had a doubt that our relationship would maintain and be well you know like we'd, we'd have a good relationship but i can't tell you that those were enjoyable moments or that him and i were like yay we knocked it out the park without <laughs> I was like these were these were like moments of seriously big tension and like fear right and I don't know how long it's been now. I, six I, don't, years.
0: I honestly don't even remember. Last Maybe close to
1: seven years. It never happens anymore, ever. And to me, like, I mean, besides the relief of that, uh, those are like definitive things. And there's many of those like, like kind of nervous system ticks that I've had over the years that have just kind of disappeared. And again, not because I actively was working on my relationship with Elon. Or actively working on my relationship with my dad. Or actively working on my finances. Because what I've realized, again, more recently, it's all one thing. (coughs) It genuinely doesn't matter what area of your life is arising right now. If you're doing this work, you are repairing and healing the nervous system and all the systems that connect to it. The energetic and all that kind of stuff and you are gonna respond better in every area of life, including relationships. And, and that's why those things don't happen anymore. But it, we didn't have like a conversation that created a transformative moment where you let like, yes, yes, the holy grail, we never argue again. Like that never happened, ever. It's just like this thing just was, and then suddenly it wasn't. It suddenly didn't emerge anymore in our reality. And that's really the value of this work. That's why you wanna do this work ongoingly and i can't tell you you're going to get results like that in a week from now you know a lot of this stuff i'm talking about took years to work on but today more than ever as i've built this this facility and elon has too and this confidence and this work it really just keeps getting better we just keep relaxing and being more easeful with life and as every year passes while everyone's getting fatter and older and all these kind of things like Somehow we manage to look younger and have less concerns and enjoy life more. And we don't need a lot in our lives materialistically at all to enjoy life or to enjoy our relationships. And that's the best part of, of all this work.
0: Yeah. It, it takes time. By the way, I, I didn't get a chance to tell you, you know, I get to uh, talk to uh, prospects here and there. And I get on a call with someone, and when I asked him what he did, he gave me the greatest answer I have ever received in my entire life. Oh uh, tell me. He was a rally race car driver.
1: Oh, uh, whoa. That's
0: yeah. Right? Like he said it, I was like, whoa, I don't get what? It's like it was like so, you know, it's like someone being like, when you were a kid, you're like, I'm a race car driver. And he's like, he's a fucking race car driver. <laughs> That's awesome. It
1: was amazing.
0: Um and and the reason it's just very fresh in mind we were talking and he was saying how you know he he lives a lot in his head and like when he's driving uh he'll watch videos back of himself and he doesn't understand how the body did the things that the body did cuz he's like I wasn't thinking. And I was like that's exactly right. It's it's that. And so when you're when you're we were talking, and I was saying, you know, like for him to learn that skill set, and for anyone that knows uh or doesn't know what rally driving is, they drive cars incredibly fast at like 10 tenths on gravel, dirt, snow just sliding this it, it's the most amazing thing it's it's like this car dance with with the environment it's beautiful and uh i know that one of the things that uh, these drivers do or any professional driver is they say like you drive with your ass and what that means is that your ass is literally like feeling everything in the road everything in the car the front tires are basically like, and, and the, the front tires are kind of like an extension of your fingertips. So like you feel each pebble and, you know, and I was saying to him that it's very interesting. The skills that Guy and I have trained ourselves on and now train others on, it's very similar in that what we are doing is we are learning to sense life with our ass. With other senses, right? Like, <laughs> part of it is with your ass sometimes. But please um, tell me, please tell me, we can make that a, a
1: tagline: uh, <laughs> transformation with our ass.
0: But you know what I mean? Like, we we've opened up our awareness to be able to sense life in in a way that most humans don't, because most humans are living life through this one paradigm of thought and ideas. And and language. And you and I have gone way below that. So when you talk about, you know, our relationship and things like that, for years, I mean, for a decade and a half, you and I had all the tools necessary not to have those experiences. And we knew even after we had the experiences, how to get back and get back into connection through language, like all that stuff, right? To to take responsibility and apologize and, and create something new and realize like, oh, it was this thing that got triggered or got hit. And because of that, I responded to you in this way. And I didn't really mean it. And it had nothing to do with you right? Like we did all of that stuff and it still showed up. Like it, it, it wasn't like we, move through or learn the lesson from the experience, we just had a way to manage when it happened and how to get back into connection. Now, I think what's really interesting is, and I would say that even the the last time that you were really going through uh, that really intense phase, whereas before, I would have felt inadequate because I couldn't support you going through that. And there was like no words that I said made any difference when you were in that situation. It was like, it didn't matter. And so I had always felt helpless in that situation, but now given the, the, the work that we do, I was able to just sit and hold you, all of you, the entirety of you in the space, the part that was scared, the part that was angry, the part that was frustrated, the part, right. And I could just like, create a container big enough to be able to hold all of that intensity, which I, before like that intensity would come and it would just pull me down with it. And I felt drained and leveled and weak and all that stuff. And so I was like, I, I didn't want to do that. And so even during this last time, you know, being able to support you in a way that felt, more supportive to you and had me not have to say a single word was like, I remember having moments where I was like, this is wild. Like Mm -hmm. I can't believe that I'm able to like actually sit here and have this experience. And I think both of us inside of our relationship have realized that there's energetic ways that the other person needs to be held in order to feel like the other person's there in order to feel like they're not alone in order to feel like they're supported. Um, and it's so beyond the words that now, whenever there's that wobble or our system feels like off, we know how, because we've done it for ourselves, like we know how to tune to the other and give them that level of support. And so we don't have the blow-ups because it's like we're working with the little boy part that really needs to be held a certain way. And it's like when that part is held, the reaction, the explosion, the that whole thing, it doesn't ever come up anymore. Yeah, Um, and that's something that like there's no program for, you know, like no one sat guy and I and was like, do you notice when Guy experiences this, you, do you notice the shift? No, like it's not how this works. It is just the more work we have done on our internal system. And Guy was saying before, like compassion for all the parts, right? So it's like when you sit and this thing is arising and you can create higher and higher levels of compassion to be able to hold the entirety of you, the entirety of the experience, et cetera, you have now up-leveled your ability to be with something. And then so when another person is having a similar experience, you already know how to hold them by the virtue that you've already given that to yourself. That's right. And so that's why we keep deepening Our work, day in, day out, meditations, minis, sessions with our coach, giving sessions to clients, like it's constantly evolving and we're constantly expanding our ability to hold this container greater and greater, which is why, by the way, Andrea was saying like, I don't even know what number event this is, but I'm I'm so excited to be there the events are ever evolving because Guy and I are ever evolving. This community is ever evolving. And that's why like people keep coming back and sitting in the seat basking in the energetic field that we keep cultivating both Guy and I, uh, our coaches, our team, right? Like we are creating this container And the container is an ever-evolving container. So every time someone gets to come and sit in that container, right, like you're evolving. So you're opening your system. And so every time you come and you drink and plug into that connection, there's new medicine being transferred to you. There's new teachings that are your truth and your teachings, not from some book or video, but just like your truth being streamed to you. And that's so powerful. Like, imagine if you no longer seek answers outside of self. Like, you no longer need to, to go on searches of the next book or the next teacher or the next program or the da, 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 whatever, because you know that in a moment of silence, you can actually sit, drop in, and connect to something so much higher than any of those books that is your truth and your wisdom. And to me, like, if I'm going to invest in anything, it's going to be to create that conduit and make it as clean and clear as possible so that I can receive the wisdom that I'm here to receive moment by moment by moment.
1: And, you know, we'll just start wrapping up here by saying, you know, it's really not about, you know, I used to think of work as having breakthroughs. I remember, I remember early work. I mean, earlier, yeah, first like 12 years, you know, and, and beyond it was like, Oh, breakthroughs. And like that feeling of a breakthrough is really, it's inspiring. I mean, it's, it's like getting high, you know, it's like this, this clarity comes and there's this energy and like, and stuff like that still happens. But today I know like, that's not, that's not the fundamentals of doing work work like this it's like you got to get it's like, i i don't even i think we even need to change the word that it's work it's not work this is lifestyle there's a certain lifestyle that's being propagated and portrayed to the human population today whether you believe that's coming from you know ulterior motives or not you know i leave that up to you right but there's a certain conditioning that we're being given, but that conditioning is, this is the lifestyle. This is what it means to be a human being. And we believe this is our human nature, Like, there's no other way that we could possibly be. And, and aspects of it are true. There's like certain things that are absolutely universal truths of living and being a primate and, you know, all the things that we are. And we're all those things, but yeah, we're the primate. And we're also this like multidimensional spiritual being simultaneously. Truth be told, the essence of God right or however you you do that you you name that for yourself but like you know the reason people are obese in this world is is conditioning and choices that they've been conditioned to make over a long period of time that enroll them in a healthcare system that's not trying to make them better and a lot of people are profiting very much from that conditioning right when people are given the right information, yeah, here's like minimalistic stuff you need to do to maintain a healthy body. It's not about going on a diet. Diets don't work. That's why everyone who goes on, you know, a 30-day rush for a diet, they lose some weight, comes right back. Because the lifestyle hasn't changed. Yeah. The lifestyle has to change. You know, whatever you're in right now, that you're like, it's not moving. Yeah, I guarantee you, if we if we sat down and we did an audit lifestyle's not changing. You go on sprints, probably. No, oh, you read a lot of books for a period of time, or you do a 30 day meditation, or, you know, you take a few courses and you feel good. But then like three to six months later, the weight's back, you know, the patterns are back. All that stuff is back because it's not about touch and go. It's about, Hey, this isn't, there's, you get to get to a point where there are certain things that you no longer negotiate with yourself about. You can't drink alcohol every day, I'm sorry, and expect to get good results with your mind or your body. You can't eat ultra-processed food every day, and expect that your heart—you're not going to probably end up with heart disease, or you know, a, a insurmountable amount of chemicals in your body that shouldn't be there. You can't expect that. And if and if emotionally and mentally, you, it's the same thing. There are you know, we call this energetic hygiene. We call our work, like, it's energetic hygiene. <clears throat> you know, we wash our bodies every day. Would any of you guys go a week or a month without washing your body? People say no. But when it comes to your emotional and mental well-being, people haven't washed one day in their entire lives. You have a fucking sewage factory inside of you that hasn't been, yeah. that hasn't been cleansed. The oil hasn't been changed. There are There are consequences to this. And we all know stress is a killer. Yes, it is. But stress is a symptom of something, of a buildup of something in the system. That something, if not moved, will probably kill you or at the very least age you quicker or, or have some psychosomatic disease show up in your life. Now, am I saying Elon and I are impervious to stuff? Absolutely not. I've seen people who are extremely spiritual, deal with extremely difficult diseases and stuff like that. Having said that, I've also been around, you know, enlightened humans for a long period of time to know when they're 65, they look 10 to 15 years younger than everybody else around them. Yep. They're not melting to the ground. Their energy is good. They have less wrinkles, mostly have a full head of hair. Like that's just standard, you know? And so if we're all out here, like we would, you know, on your deathbed, you would pay any amount of money. To even have an extra day with your loved ones, what does an extra five or ten years look like? And so wherever you are in your life, it's not about making yourself wrong for whatever life or lifestyle you're currently living, but there there is a, a price to be paid, you know, for all the things that we do. There are things I've done in my youth that I, I am paying the price for today, or maybe pay for them in the future. You know, that was done out of negligence. It was done out of scarcity and fear and anxiety and trying to manage a lot of parts of me that I didn't quite know how to work with. (coughs) Uh, I'm hoping that it's true that what we've discovered about the brain and we're discovering about liver and other organs is that everything renews itself given the opportunity to do that. But when you keep putting junk into the system or junk into your mind or junk into your emotions or energy field, you can expect that your system is does not have the capacity to move it through or move it out unless you give that, that system a break. And so this work is, a, is the same thing. It's about learning what has taken Elon and I north of two decades to learn how to develop that lifestyle. And our aim with you guys in this community is to enable you to understand the skills and the practices, the philosophies that enable for that lifestyle to take hold much, much faster than it ever did for us. And many of our students are, are able to achieve, put it in quotes, incredible things within, within a year to a year and a half. But if your expectations is if I don't transform in a week, my whole life is going to shit. You're looking, you're looking in that you're, you're too hard on yourself. Change takes time, you know. Even even water can't cut through rock in a day, but you give it enough drip, drip, drips, and it can it can form a, a basin and fill that lake up and develop mountains and all sorts of incredible stuff. That's the same thing with you, but it requires patience and grace on your part and. And the level of trauma that you're dealing with is probably going to determine how long that process is going to be like for you to to create that stability in your system. So I'll leave it at that. Uh, We love you guys. Happy New Year. We hope to see many of you guys at the live event. Again, intuitivemind.live is the the information page. You can use coupon code HALF50, F five zero to save yourself 50%. And you also get a companion ticket which you can give to a friend, family, or or colleague. Uh, We'd love to have as many of you guys there as possible. You know, we have some pretty, pretty, pretty lofty goals this past year. It's pretty exciting. Our community grew by over 2,000 people in the last six months of uh, last year. We have a lofty goal of getting to 10,000 more uh, this year. Um, We have some really incredible people around this community. And so, um, you know, keep coming back, keep plugging in, uh, keep coming to live events. You know, if you're interested in, in coming into uh, L2 or L3 programs, and you're not there yet, and you want to have a conversation uh, with Elon about that, you can go to soulsandseekers.com forward slash Elon, and there is a $111 uh, deposit to be made there to have 30 minutes of his time. He can give you some coaching, um, you know. And generally speaking, our coaching is is, is thousands of dollars uh, for for our time, so it's a really really good deal. And he can also walk you through what it looks like to work with us uh, long-term. And if, if you are heeding what I'm saying today about creating a lifestyle, then you get to, whether it's us or somebody else, work with somebody for, you know, at least a year, I would say, in order to create the new habits that are absolutely necessary to invigorate that new lifestyle. You need someone by your side. You need accountability. You need support. Like, you will fall off Every agreement you've ever made with yourself, no matter how good, you know, given given your own devices. So work with people, work in a community, work with support. All that has been built here. We've spent years building out these support systems. They're all here waiting for you when you're ready. Okay. If if you need any information of anything I just said and you can't remember it or you're watching this on replay, you can always email support at satoriprime.com. And ask any questions about the event or how to contact Elon or anything else that we can support you with, okay?
0: Happy New Year, everybody. We'll see you next week. I'm ready. Thank you, dear one, for choosing to share a bit of your day with us. We value you greatly. And as a way to give back and help you to deepen these practices, we want to invite you to join our incredible community on Facebook. You can do so easily by going to joinoldsouls.com and ask for an invite. This is our private community where Old Souls and Seekers are able to grow and share their journey with others. We hold exclusive weekly live streams. We answer your personal questions and offer valuable insights that we won't be able to share here on the podcast. So again, just head to joinoldsouls.com and grab your invite today. And as always, if you enjoy this podcast, please head to iTunes and leave us a review. It's the only way other people can find this show. So if it's making a difference in your life, please share the love. Until we meet again, have an amazing week, dear one.